What's up, Fight Fans? How are you guys doing today? Welcome right to on. another edition of Warrior's Edge Boxing. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Ryan, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Welcome to another edition, folks, of Web Boxing 101 Podcast, live from El Paso, Texas, here yes. at the Warrior's Edge Boxing Gym and Facilities at the 915. We have a great show for you guys. And uh, with us today is former champion, uh, I mean, I used to see this guy on the screen, HBO Boxing, big fights. He's fought the likes of Andy Lee, Sergio Moda, um, Rocky Fielding, man, the Mandingo Warrior, James Kirkland. Uh, he's also had memorable fights and notable victories like Andy Lee and Sergio Moda. Ladies and gentlemen, live from Austin, Texas, Brian Vera. Brian, how are you, my friend? They hear me on, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to make a good comeback, and I really appreciate you guys having me on, man. Right on, man. It's a pleasure, man, to have you on with us here at the show, yeah. man. It really yes, sir. Is. I appreciate you guys, man. You got it, man. Thanks for, for joining us. And folks, tonight's uh, tonight's podcast is being presented by uh, Toro Taxes, all right? Sponsored by Toro's Taxes and 140 North Canazo from Horizon City, Texas. You want to for all your tax needs? 915-222-8282. Also, people are commenting. Uh, feel free to comment. We'll, we'll share it online. If you want to ask Chap a question, feel free to ask him. But, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself growing up in school, family. Uh, you're just a hometown Texas kid, right? Yeah, I was I was born in Lovely, Texas. I moved to Fort Worth, Texas by Dallas when I was like seven years old. My dad was a heavyweight boxer, so... He turned pro in Fort Worth, Texas, man. So, but as a kid, my dad never wanted us and his sons to fight. So it was like uh, he kept us away from it. But you know, as time went on, something was going on. But he was all he was all in. And as we got older, but he didn't want us to go through that hard times, man. Like boxing is a tough sport, man, for anybody. I don't care for who you are. It's rough, man. It's tough, and it's. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a dirty life sometimes, so, but, you know, luckily I've been fortunate enough to get the right people behind me and done well with myself, man, but damn, it's, it's been a rough road, I ain't gonna lie, and I'm trying to still keep going. Well, <laughs> I mean, because it's just the person that you are, right? I mean, even if it's so rough, well, I mean, why continue to do it? Why do you, I mean, is it because your family? I know your brother, now your, your yes. dad, your brother. Now you're just a family. Is it in your blood? I mean, there's not Man. that many individuals like you. You, you got my, my half brother, Leonard Garcia, fights UFC. You got my real brother, Gilbert Vera. Oh, who, who, he was 10 to 1, got a brain injury, stop boxing. You got my oldest brother, who's in and out of prison for fighting. I'm like, Man, it's in my blood. Goddamn. I mean, it's just, there's no other way to say it. Like, it's hard to give it up right now, but I, luckily I've gotten around the right people now to where hopefully I have a life after boxing. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. I think that you can't do it forever. Damn. Even if you make good fights and good money, I've been fortunate enough to make good money. If you ain't got the right people behind you, shit, because where you're knucklehead, you're crazy, shit, you'll, you'll blow it and you'll, you'll, you'll go the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you, you keep mentioning the right people behind you. Yes, uh, I know it's, I, and your court, you mean coaches, staff? Uh, I, mean, I, I think coaches, uh, friend, everybody. Hell, honestly, man, I think that one that one bad person could take you the other way. That, that it only takes one person to, to get you sidetracked. But, but I'm fortunate mm -hmm. lately to have the right people, girlfriend, the mom. 
everybody's uh, behind my back and we're, we're going the right way. But man, it only takes that one fucking knucklehead to get you all sidetracked. That's it. <laughs> Herman? That's true. It's true, man. It's true. It's like he says, boxing is not something where you say, you know what, I'm going to go try boxing today. Oh, what's, oh, hell no. You got to have the balls to walk through that gym and, and train and do for so many years. So boxing is a whole different sport. It's not, we don't, don't do this shit boxing. for fun. We don't, we don't do this shit for fun. No, hell no. <laughs> you, do, you do it for a paycheck and to kick some ass, and it just gets in your blood, man. But I can, I can trying, relate to what, you're trying what Brian's saying. Money, you're trying to make that money grow. That's right. Yeah, it's a tough sport, man. Man, tough upbringing, Lubbock, and then right now you're in Austin, Texas, correct? It, it paused on me, I think, guys. It's okay. I mean, we'll get you back. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, uh, Brian. You, so now you're in Austin, Texas, correct? Yes, sir. I've been here for shit thirty years now, man. Yeah, Austin. Wow. Texas. So does Austin embrace you, man, as a pro fighter? Oh, they do, man. They, I've been doing this for a long time now. I'm, a, I'm a, almost 20 years professional, so I have ups and downs. I did the contender, and then I fought HBO. Yeah. HBO. So uh, I got some fucking people that look up to me, and I got some that are like, the party guy behind his back, he's going he's gonna to fuck up again or do something like that. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's up and down for me, man. But for the most part, this is my town, man. They, they, all look, out, they look out for me for sure. Well, that, that's good, Brian. And it, it, you're Texas, so you're our brother, man, because we're here in El Paso, Texas. And you know what, Brian? I mean, whenever you're in this side of town, you have a, you have your gym here, okay, my friend? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys, man. Yeah, so, when y'all come to Austin, y'all walking to mine as well. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about your gym, Brian. How long has that been uh, going on? I got we, we got it about a year and a half ago. Uh, it's called Blindside Boxing Gym. And it's uh, me and a guy that owns a tattoo shop. We've got it going. He has a son. He has a son that's going to be he's in ninth grade in high school. But that little kid got some skills, man. He's going to end up being a good fighter. Anyhow, we got it going there. And I, I train fighters and I train myself. It's a good it's a good uh, boxing gym. It's, it's where you want to be when you're in Austin because there's not, there's not much boxing in Austin. Man. You got to Houston. Dallas, Austin, Texas is a bunch of soft ass people. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, man. It's a, it's a, a hippie kind of like I like it's all, it. It's all about tennis. tennis. <laughs> they, they, they ain't trying to fight over here, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you, so you mentioned that little kid. Uh, how's the amateur scene over there for like the LBC? I mean, are you guys involved in that the amateur scene? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because his son, like like I said, the guy that I run the gym with, his son's in the uh, ninth grade. He, he boxes. He did. That's all he does. But he's like a national champion and all that. So yeah, the, the boxing scene's getting a lot better over here in Texas, man. And Austin, Good. especially Austin, didn't have no boxing hardly. It was me and Kirkland, James Kirkland, and we ended up fighting each other. And that was that was all there was. Me, him, and maybe I remember. I don't know if y'all remember Jesus Chavez. Yep, that was a, that's probably the last good one that came out of Austin. So so yeah, and then I remember more of James Kirkland and you, uh, yeah, Meyer, right? Um, yeah. So let me tell you. So now that you mentioned the Mandingo Warrior, and believe it or not, Brian, I mean, I I remember you me and the contender. Two names yeah. that stood out in Texas around that area was you and James Kirkland. But what stood right. out about James Kirkland was his training regimen with and Wolf. Did yeah. you ever train with him like that, or did? Um, tell us a little bit about that. Is the farmer rounders at a ranch in Austin? It was crazy Man. fucking training. Oh, crazy, bro! And was a nutbag. She's she's good people, but she's <laughs> she's uh. The thing about me and him is uh, we got part of different, bro. Like boxing was like a, a second nature. I drink across baseball and stuff. So James Kirkland, he was strictly boxing. I wasn't strictly boxing for a long time because I went to. Baseball was my first love, you know what I mean? So I did that for a long time. Oh, shit. I, I didn't start really boxing until I was 20 years old, so people don't know that. But I didn't start boxing, still really boxing until I was 20 years old. And I still got with those motherfuckers been boxing since they were little kids. But, of course, mm -hmm. my, my dad was a heavyweight pro, so I got bought up learning little basic stuff. But I was a baseball player, man, for a long time, and then. Me and Kirk used to spar each other here in Austin, and uh, I was a very unexperienced, but I was still good with him. Just out of toughness, man. You know, just out of just out of grit and trying to fight. 
and then finally we fought each other. But the thing about people don't know is I was 190 pounds when they caught me to fight James Kirk, and I had to get down to 157 and a half. Oh, shit. Yeah, 157 after six weeks. So I said, fuck it, they're paying me good money. Yeah. The hard-headed that I am, I said, let's go do it. So I ain't making no excuses. I'm just telling the truth, you know. But it, it was a – it was a, I didn't I eat for a week, and then I fought him. So it, it should have been different, but it was what it was. I respect it, it was, Yeah, it was a good fight too, man. Yeah, and I respect the guy, bro. I, I really do. I, I do – uh, he's a good, he's a good gentleman, man. Do sure. you still talk to him? And uh, is he still in Austin? He is still in Austin. He went to San Antonio to fight, but then he just recently got knocked out. But he, yeah. uh, you know, they try to build him back up. But he's, you know, he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. He was in Austin. I think he lost his house, and I, and I think he's back now. I think he's back well, now. Well, my best to James Kirkland, man. He, yes, he, sir. I, mean, I know he just recently got knocked out. Then, and of course, the most famous one was was, was against Canelo Alvarez. Uh, yeah, yeah. Knockout. that was at Minute Maid Stadium in Houston, correct? Yes, sir. James, so he's strong. He's, he's, James is a strong bastard, bro. He's tough. He's strong. And, 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 and you know what, Brian? Let me add, let me tell you. You know, you know what attracts me to like a James Kirkland. I mean, yourself. Yes, um, like for example, it, it, it was a rough upbringing for him, right? And Ooh, there's so bro. many kids that we even have in our gym like that. And we want to help those kids, man. You know what I mean? Because boxing uh, is a magnet to kids that need a they need a lot of guidance and help, especially today. Do you agree, Brian? Uh, bro, percent, especially right now with all the shit going on. Like, not not just. But I think everybody needs like some kind of structure in their life, and I think boxing right now is is something that can bring a lot that a lot of that to kids, man. Especially kids. Yeah. Growing up, like they don't have to be a professional boxer, but I think boxing will help them. To, to show respect and just do something that they love, but it does something, bro. It changes you. It makes you more of a respectful man. Yeah. It brings, and I think a lot of kids need that right now, especially during all the bullshit that's happening, you know? I think boxing gives them a big uh, structure, a big structure where One, you know, that, they, got a, they got a schedule, they got discipline and, yep. it's, and motivation. So, yeah, you're right about that, 100%. And yes, then you sir. see them grow up, man, and you see them – you see them successful, and I guess that's what—that's been my biggest. Me running the gym, Brian. Uh, that's been my biggest, and me and my family, my wife and my kids. That's been my yes. biggest satisfaction because this is a hobby that I have. You know, I, I, have, I have a job that I have to come here, but that's been my biggest satisfaction seeing kids 100%. be successful. Be successful, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hey, uh, especially right now, especially right yeah. now, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. So we talked about James Kirkland against Canelo. So this past weekend, we saw Canelo Alvarez defend his title versus Avni Yildirim in a return to kind of a normality event, right? There was 21,000 people in the crowd. Um, it was back to normality, right? We, we all want to go back to normality. I know things will never be the same, Brian. Like yes, HBO sir. will never come back. I miss HBO broadcast. But what was your take on the fight and on everything around leading to the fight, His opponent, Canelo's opponent, the mandatory clause. Where did they get this mandatory? What was your take on the whole shebang bang show? Uh, yeah, seven minute fucking dance and all that. I mean, honestly, I think man, Canelo's been around so long and done so well that he deserves something like that. From like, goddamn, everybody's like, oh, they give me easy opponent. I said, but he fights everybody. He fights tough fight. Rocky Fiddle wasn't an easy fight, man. Rocky Fiddle wasn't no bump. Rocky Field was a tough guy when you fought him. 100% Rocky Field. Not Rocky Field. I'm sorry. Uh, what's the guy can ever fight? Not Rocky Field. UK. Uh, oh, K Smith. Yeah, it was uh, Caleb Smith. That, I'm sorry. I got him mixed up. Caleb Smith. But he's a tough guy. But nobody gives, oh, him, credit. Nobody gives him credit for going there and knocking him out. Well, how come nobody gives him credit, Brian? What do you think? I think he's a beast, bro. I think that. That he's on another level. I think people are just jealous and like envy and ugly of it. But I tell him, look, motherfucker, he's one of the best, and he's at his best right now. Like, let him do it. Like, don't hate on him. He, you should. He should. He, he should motivate you to work harder to do better because right now he's at his best, bro. I mean, there's no hate towards Canelo. Don't get me wrong, shit. If I got the fight, I take it. Yeah, <laughs> I. <laughs> 
I right? fight I mean, him, and I and I and I and I get my best, but he is good, bro. He, he's on a, he's on another level. I mean, don't you guys agree? He's on another, a whole other level, man. Yeah, I, I think. What do you think, Herman? Oh, he's on another level, absolutely. We were just talking about him the other day at the gym, but uh, I think he his opponent didn't do him any good, and neither is nah. his next fight that he's going to fight. This Who's guy, he fight? Who's he fight? Saunders. Yeah, Saunders. he's gonna be a Billy Joe Saunders. Whoop his a, ass. Hey, but I'm gonna tell you right now, don't cap that little tough one for guy, bro. He's slick. The thing about him though, he's a gypsy guy over there in Ireland. I know who he is. Yeah, you can't count him all the way out though, because he does have enough slickness to get to our box, but he's tough. I think if Canelo gets inside on him though, it'll wear him down. But don't count Saunders out just yet, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> he's tough. Even though well, I mean not, and, and you know what? He, he'll fight him at a 168, I believe. And there's talks about it. It's going to be in Texas. That's going to be a probably Texas fight, maybe at AT&T Stadium yeah, in Dallas. Dallas. That's, that's been yeah. talked about that. Yeah, Billy Joe Saunders is not a pushover. But uh, Avni Yeldrim, I mean, like I said, and, and I agree with you, Brian, to of some extent as well, um, that, yeah, it's a fight. He, he's fought tough opponents. But let me ask you the, a question here. How come people are not satisfied with Canelo Alvarez? Why don't – why do they keep harping on him? Yeah, he's fought a lot of people. I mean, yeah. um, the mandatory clause. Man, I think it's just hate, bro. I think that they just don't like they don't want somebody to 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 success, man. Because he's so high successfully, making so much money. I think people hate on. Him. I, I, hey, I give him respect, bro. I really do. Like I don't know him personally, but and I and I would fight him. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying that. He's in your weight class, I think, right? Uh, yeah, he fights in all kinds of fucking weight classes. No, he, <laughs> he, he fought Amir Khan. 54 to 75 fucking weight class, man. He's tough. And he's going to stay at 168. I think so, yeah. I think that he's, yeah, he's, he's stronger. I think he fought, uh, what's his name, uh, Kovalov at 75. 175, and he went down. He's, he didn't want to stay there. He wants to unify the 168-pound. So he's going to fight over in the division. Afterwards, yeah. he's going to be fighting maybe, hopefully, in September. Caleb Plant, maybe. Um, that'd be a good fight. That'd yeah, be a that'd good be, fight, too. But I, I think he knows Caleb Plant, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, it'll be a tough fight. We'll see, too. Uh, Benavides here is about to fight another fighter that we – I don't even uh, – again, he's, he's also on the on the running to fight Canelo. But I think the only good thing about – I mean, one good thing that came out of this past weekend's fight, folks, is that you know what it brought, it brought back boxing, the normality of boxing. It was yeah. 21,000 people in an outdoor stadium. Uh, we people got together. We grilled. We we talked. We, yeah. It was just it brought people together, bring them back to normality. Drink, especially, drink, especially drink, especially drink, few, few beers. beers. Yeah. You, you can't drink, Brian, because you're on training. Yeah, time. no, not right, not right now, but you know how it is. <laughs> hey, man, we, we got to drink some beers, man. Yeah, 100%. Uh, hey, Brian, so, so do you think uh, boxing is broken? In the sense that there are too many champions, too many belts. We're talking about the unification, silver champs, all that, and people are, or, or people are just getting tired of this. Uh, what was your take on? I mean, Dana, Dana White, I'm sorry, has been known to bash boxing. The UFC president and CEO, he has been very vocal on boxing dying. What is your take yeah. on that? All his comments that he said about boxing, that it's dying, that it's not incentive, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think so, man. I think that uh, you talking about the UFC guy. Yeah, Dana White. He's known yeah. to bash boxing. The UFC, to me, in my post of boxing. First of all, I got a brother, Leonard who fights, but they don't pay boxing money. So, if anything, boxing is, is, gives more credibility just because they treat their fighters better. They pay them real money. They pay their fighters. Real money. You got UFC main events making three hundred thousand. You got boxing main events making three million. Okay, but in the same token, Brad, do you think that, like what he said, Dana White said that boxing should have an incentive. Like for example, if they would have asked Avni Yildirim, "Hey man, yeah. come out to the seventh round and you get a bonus check of three million dollars," you think he would have came out? Incentives. No, yeah, yeah but he would have got it. But Herman, he would have got in three million dollars. Yeah, but more. you know what? Don't. Dana White's a businessman. He causes yeah. com he causes conflict to bring in more money. So you, got all, so you got these people saying fuck boxing, uh, fuck UFC, but yeah, yeah, that brings out the crowds, man. 
He ain't no dummy. He ain't no dummy. He's like Muhammad Ali when he would give shit to Joe Frazier. Boy, he he brought out the crowds, man. So it's all business. It's all business. Yeah, I mean, but he's been known to bash boxing. That boxing is broken. He's been real vocal on YouTube. Yeah, because but because he if he gets rid of boxing, then he makes the most money. Because true, no competition. If he can get rid of boxing, bro, he's the he's the big show. Like, but I'll tell yeah. you what, he he'll never get rid of boxing. He'll no, never. boxing is here to stay. Here to stay. It was here long before us, and it ain't going nowhere. That must yeah, right. got yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Hey, uh, hey, Brian, tell us tell us about your dog. That's a cool fucking dog, man. What's his I got, name? I got a couple of you. Which one? The white one? The white one. The white uh, one. His name is Rocky. Do you have this, him there? Yeah, Rocky. Where is he? Yeah. Have hold you on, seen him, Herman? Hold on no. one second. He has no, colored hold. eyes, right, Brian? Yeah, he's, he got two different. He got a gray eye and a brown eye. Yeah, and his name is Rocky, just hey, like our hey. dog. <laughs> man. They're asking. They're asking about the dog. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Can we interview him? <laughs> they, they, they want to interview the dog. Rocky, look at this. Look at, look at him, Herman. He's look at, he's, look at him, man. Oh, he's, he's like, oh shit! He's got eyes. He's got eyes. He's got eyes like my mom's bulldog. They're different colors. Look at him, man. He's a trip, boy. Yeah. What about the other dogs? What do you have over there, Brian? It's a, it's a bull terrier. And a, and a... Look at what, what are the names, Brian? It's Rocky and who else? This Coco is Coco, Lenny, and Rocky. Oh man, look at Rocky! Look at Rocky, man. I love that dog. Man. He Hell yeah! Yeah. Dog. yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're a trip. They're, they're a trip, bro. They're good. They're good fucking dogs. Look at them. That's man. so cool, yeah, man. They, Thanks they, for love, you. they love Thanks each for other. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I know you post a lot of pictures of him. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. me, me and my girl got these dogs wild back, man. They just, you know, they're a trip. Hey, they're they're fucking dogs will, will change you, bro. I yeah. guess just, I guess just like kids. I don't have no kids yet, so that's why. <laughs> Yet, yeah, yet, yet. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got hey, uh, close. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so uh, okay, now let's talk here. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Uh, yes, you met sir. him. You met him twice. The first time you were absolutely, positively robbed. Uh, we all saw it. Saw it, and hard work did not pay off. Unfortunately, that's boxing. What do you think happened on the first fight? You got robbed, man. It was a very good fight, but you fucking took it to that clown. It was tough, man, because like uh, after the fight, Ronnie Shields. I know you guys know Ronnie Shields. Yeah, Ronnie. He came. We're talk he about came, him right now. Well, he was he was like fine. He was like right after the fight, he goes, no matter what the decision is, you beat him because he kind of <laughs> felt it. He yeah. felt like the, he felt like it happened. He goes. Even at the second fight, I, I first had the second round, second fight with Ronnie. Was, I still think you beat him. He goes, "Don't listen to bullshit." And then he, he wasn't he wasn't that agreeable about the BKB fight with worth uh, uh, what's your name? Gabriel Rosado. Yeah, because he was like, "You just fight at one sixty eight. You're heavier now." I had to go back to one sixty. That was hard, bro. That 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 it took a lot to fucking out of me. It took me. I lost 15 pounds a week in Vegas to get to that fight. And I turned very weak. So people don't see the side of boxing, though. They just see the fight. Of course. They don't see what it really takes to get there, man. Yeah, you make the fucking weight. You got to hydrate properly. There's so much shit that goes on that people don't see. But it's okay. It's okay. You know, they got to know, though, that there's a lot more behind the scenes than they think. So, I mean, you, I, so let's skip here. You talked about the Travis fight. We all thought you won the first fight. But then you yes, mentioned, and, and I'm going to skip here because I'm going to talk about the second fight of Travis in a bit. But you mentioned the BK, the bare knuckles fight that you had with Gabriel Rosal. Tough motherfucker too, man. Yeah, um, he is. And, and you know what? Bare knuckles, you, you know, Chop Chop Corley is about to fight next week. I think it's next week. I'm not sure. Well, he's, yeah, he's fighting the real bare knuckles. That, my, my brother, let go see him, my half-brother. We had St. Dad, different, uh, different moms. He took her last name. He's the main event in that fight. Leonard Garcia. Oh, oh we're the, on the card that Chop Chop's fighting on? Yeah, Chop Chop's a co-main. 
Oh shit! I didn't. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> you know that we we trained your chop chop. He trained at my gym here for a while, a year. Yeah, in Vegas. He trained here, so we oh, know okay. chop chop. And Herman was one of the trainers for chop chop. And uh, so, how was bare knuckle? Tell us a little bit about that experience. How, how did it go, Brian? I mean, what what? How different is that from boxing? Tell the viewers here. Well, to me, it was, you know, it intrigued me because they were like, hey, we're going to obviously they're going to pay you 100000 It'd be the first big uh, boxing knockout. So the thing about it is you say bare knuckle, but it's not bare knuckle. It was big. So we wore eight-ounce gloves. It wasn't like okay. bare knuckle. But it's like it was a uh, man. They spent a lot of money. They, they made a good uh, – they made it worthwhile, bro. But it was uh, it was more like a show. Uh, what's his name? The fucking uh, I can't think of his name. They popular. They had a bunch of celebrities there. It was just more of a show than anything. Even though we still fought, it was like a bunch of celebrities out there. Uh, Dan, y'all know that guy Dan Bisling or whatever. Another what? Y'all know that guy Dan, Dan Bisling or Biz, Bisling or something. No. He's like, he's like kind of anyhow. It was just like a show, man. It was, yeah, we fought, don't get me wrong, but it was too much shit going on, bro. It too much stuff, too, yeah. Yeah, it was too much stuff going on. So <coughs> hey Brian, I mean, um you you wanna comment on anything, Herman? No, I'm listening. I'm getting learning some stuff from him today about yeah, hey, so, fighters. Hey, so let me ask you something there, uh Brian. Um, how how hard does this guy hit? Is Gabriel Rosado a tough motherfucker, man? Oh, he's, he's he looks tough. tough. He's tough. He's not that he hit that like that hard. He set you up, but he was tough, bro. It was a tough fight. Like, I mean, everybody calls me the warrior shit, and I so it, you know you have to be tough. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I know that I get in fight you as hard. How's the how's the the preparation for for bare knuckle fighting versus regular boxing for you? What, so what do you have to change? Basically, we we fought in a fucking uh, sixteen by sixteen circle with no ropes, oh, and, and and on top of that, the the, the cushion that you had in the, in the ring was a formatted for you not to be able to move around. So there was no. It was almost like you're fighting in small pillows, and Gabriel's auto would say the same thing. When you moved around, you scored. So it was a fucking lot of work to get to stepping around. It was basically meant for you to get in there and fight. Like you could go nowhere. But we did try to box a little bit. Don't get me wrong. That's what we Fuck, you had to fight, bro. You had to stay right in the pocket. And if you don't have the energy to do it, you're going to be in trouble. And that's kind of where I was at. I started off pretty good, but I stepped around. I was like, shit, I can't fucking even move. God damn. Yeah, it, it, it was a little 16 by 15 circle, and there was no ropes, so it was a whole different thing, man. Wow, hey, uh, and people, uh, and again, again, once again, folks, uh, we are how many rounds? How many rounds is there? Six, seven, uh, two minute rounds. What, what was it again, Brian? You cut up there. What was it? It, it was seven, two minute rounds, seven, two minute rounds, Herman. Yeah. yeah, but if you if you go back and look at it, and you, and you actually now that I told you what it was, you'll see a little circle, and you'll see that it's like a fucking. It was like uh, uh, jumping on marshmallows, man. You couldn't. It was. It's not meant for you to box. It's meant for you to stay there and bang and put on a show. Like if yeah. you're a runner, if you're a runner type, if you're a boxer, don't ever go into that. <laughs> you know, now nah, I'm not a boxer either, so. It made sense for me. It just Gabriel Zotto got the best of me that night, man. So, so in the bare knuckles contest, are, are you wearing boxing shoes or it's like MMA beer barefoot? Yeah, boxing shoes. Okay, and, and it's a circle. I'm gonna check. I have to check that out. But I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta look. Y'all look it up. I gotta look that up. You know what's on? And, and they're gonna show it. I think the Chop Chop contest and that card uh, is gonna be on. Uh, yeah, but. Chop Chop Corley and them, they're fighting bare knuckles. That's got tape. That's a real bare knuckle fight. Ours was different. Ours was big knockout boxing. They're oh, fighting bare knuckle. Yeah, yeah. They're fighting a whole different thing. They're fighting bare knuckle. We fought big knockout, knockout boxing with some small gloves, but not bare knuckle. Uh, uh, Chop Chop Corley and them, they're fighting bare knuckle. <laughs> they're, wow. Yeah. Man, fighting, that's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, crazy, bro. And he's already old. He's already like 45 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, shit. 
or 48, yeah. or I don't know what the fuck, something. Yeah, no, he, how old is he, Herman? He's, he's up in age or anything, huh? He's up in, he's past his mid-40s. Yeah, like 48 years old or some shit like that, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah he's he, always, he's, you know, the thing about him, he's always kept in great condition, man. Yeah, he did, yeah, he's in shape. But when you I get mean, hit, yeah, condition goes out condition. the door. Yeah, it's going to be Chop Chop Corley versus Barnett, uh, March the 19th in Biloxi Civic Center. Yeah, the main event, the, the main event is my half brother, Leonard Garcia. All right, man. We'll check that yeah. out. Leonard Garcia, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get there. Um, so let's go back to that second fight on the Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., Brian. The second fight was a little bit different. Um, Chavez was different at that time. You can actually you can actually see it was different. There was a point deduction in which I thought was wrong. Remember that point deduction? Uh, so then you came back in round eight, and that was an epic round, and a, it was a very good fight. In, so, but the boxing critics had Chavez winning. Can you tell us a little bit about the second fight against Chavez Jr.? Well, the second fight, man, like uh, same situation. We came out there, like Ronnie Shields goes behind out there and Chavez, your jab, you know, get get behind that jab and get going, which I did. But then I threw a left hook and that big Chavez got a big ass hard head, bro. I'm not gonna lie, like I fought him twice, he's got a hard head. So I threw a left hook and then I hurt my hand. So. I came back to the corner in the third round. I told Ronnie, I said, I think I broke my hand. He's like, Brian, we got to use that jab, though. So I still, throughout the fight, went to moving around, stepping around, doing things that I'm not, I don't typically do, you know, but we train so hard for this stuff that yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was able to box a little bit. And it was able to keep me in the fight the whole time. But then I started landing right hands on him and stuff. And I think. To be lonely again. I think that he, he wasn't that active. I, I was just jump on my ass and try to stop me, but he stayed back a little bit. And he tried to counter and do things. And then, so in the fight, Ronnie goes, You fought his ass for uh, 10 or actually nine rounds with a broken hand. And he still thought, oh, thought you beat him, man, but it's boxing. Bro. And if, yeah. you got, if, if you got the name like Chavez does, you got, you got to knock him out or you got to. Get close to it, right? I mean, it's just yeah, you're it you were fighting Chavez, his dad, and everybody else behind and, that organization. And, uh, thank Shit. you, bro. Impossible. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Hey, hey, Brian. And then was the the fans more to you? I, I believe it was in San Antonio, Texas, correct? And they were more for me in California than they were in San Antonio. And I'm from Austin, Texas, like uh, forty five minutes away from San Antonio. <laughs> The fucking the Mexicans in San Antonio love Chavez, bro. I, like, I know, oh, man. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fought in Carson, California. The first fight was in Carson Center, right? The Home Depot Center. Bro, they love me better there than fucking my own hometown. My own <laughs> oh, swear to God, bro. Hey, hey, Brian, how's the how's the training going right now? I mean, for this. Oh, it's going to, real good. It's going real good. Seven so. Where are you at right now? At the level at your peak? When do you right hit now, that peak point? Right now we're doing real good. We still got uh, almost eight weeks, so that's when we start doing real hard sparring. He's one of the popular trainers in, in Texas. He trained uh, Jesus Chavez. Do you remember Jesus Chavez? He no, fought Mayweather. He fought Mayweather. Jesus Chavez. A long time ago. He's your trainer. That's yeah. His trainer is my trainer now. And man, oh. he's he's real strict. He's real disciplined. And he's what I need. He's real defensive minded. And y'all know I ain't fucking defensive guy. I don't want to. I don't want to bang your ass. Hit me. Yeah, you're gonna be in the middle. <laughs> so, so yeah. So now he's got me doing some things I've never done really before, and it's working. It's working right now with who we're working with. So, uh, I'm hoping that I get to go knock, open another door up that, that people don't expect. Last year I got a couple of first round knockouts against some bums, so I can set myself up. So now it's time to really try to evolve myself and try to make myself. Get myself back in the mix. I'm trying to get that, that another paycheck. <laughs> and what, what, what have you heard about this ball guy? What's his kind of style of fighting? Kendrick Ball, right? Yeah, he, he, he's like a he's more of a lazy a lazy guy who lays back on the ropes. He ain't really fought anybody, man. So the one guy he fought was from Texas, from South Texas, knocked him out. Or I'm sorry, dropped him twice and he won decision, but. And then he, the guy that did that lost six fights in a row. So he's not going to be anything. I'm not going to take him lightly. But I see myself winning. I'll give myself a third Chavez fight. That's what we're working on right now. Right so, on. yeah, that was that was the next one I was going to ask you. 
Um, April 17, you have your – I'm, I'm going to say your comeback fight. Is not, he's not a pushover, Kendrick Ball. No, uh, sir. So how's the things going with the third fight with Chavez? Has you got any? Have you gotten any response? Me, because you know what, he Travis just fought and he fought that Casadas guy, and he yeah. So that's it. He wants to probably have a rematch. So what? Are, what are your chances of you getting another Travis fight? The former having those Christianity from Boston, Brian. All we gotta do is win this fight, and, they, and he talked to his promoter, and they said that it'll be a third fight in Texas. So I said, man, yeah, it's got to be I, here. It's gotta be it's in El Paso, right? Yeah. It's gonna go anywhere, anywhere yeah, but no, Mexico. Uh, in Texas. They say it's gonna be in Texas. So all I gotta do is go handle business uh, on the seventeenth, man. And what he's saying is, Brian, we're gonna fight Chavez next. And so I said, shit, I don't want to talk too soon, but I'm gonna go handle business and I want, and then we'll get to fight again. And I'm well, gonna tear his, and I'm gonna tear Chavez's ass up. <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah. I got you, bro. I got you. Hey, Brian, have you ever visited El Paso? Uh man, I went through there. Through there. <laughs> so I went through there. I didn't stop, but I, I think when I went to California, we drove one time to California one time a while back. You have to drive through El Paso, right? Yep. Yeah. And that's what that's what we did. But I didn't stop. I remember driving through El Paso, and they looked to the left. They said, "That's uh, what is uh, what is what is." <laughs> I said, "Fuck that, keep going." <laughs> <laughs> I said, keep on going, bro. You might have stayed there if you stopped by there, man. Yeah, they, they might have kidnapped my <laughs> no, I like that. I like to have a good time like everybody else, too, and have, have some drinks. And I, and I said, if I stop at Waters and I start drinking shit, I ain't going to kidnap oh, my Forget ass. about it. <laughs> I'm going to fuck around and sleep one of the one of the cartel's girlfriends, and they're going to kill my ass. <laughs> nah, yeah, but, you got to yeah. be careful, man. You got to be careful. Uh, so, so let me ask you about this fight here, April seventeenth with Kendrick Ball. How can people yes, see it? How can well, we see it? Right now, they're you know obviously during the pandemic and all that, so they're they're trying to they're going to send a link out. So we're friends on Facebook, so I'll put a link out, and then I'm also going to have uh, one of my people Facebook live it, you know, something to where everybody can see it. Like we did a couple fights Facebook live and whatever works. But I think that. Uh, initially, they're gonna try to put it on, on a little small channel worldwide or whatnot. So, well, Brian, we'll be watching, yes, yeah. sir. Man, I, I thank you guys for having me. And man, I, I y'all, y'all keep your eyes peeled. I'm coming back, bro. I'm coming back. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get back in the mix of this shit, and I'll be happy to talk to you guys next time after the win. Yeah, hell yeah, man. A victory, right? So, um, so obviously that's the fight you want. What if Chavez doesn't doesn't go through? Do you, do you have any other names that you might want to fight at your weight, which is going to be is it one sixty four five? One sixty eight. Yeah, the last two fights are about one seventy five. Just because yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. Okay. I was already walking around there, so we fought a couple of easy guys that you know you still got to get ready. But uh, but normally. 168 is the weight class. All right. So, can we be at 168? So, yeah. Uh, champ, real quick, you're getting up in the dangerous age for a fighter. How old are you? I'm, I'm 39 now. I turned pro when I was 23. <laughs> Damn, man. When, when do you think it'll be? So, so, do you think the Chavez fight will be the end fight? Man, I, I think it just depends. Like, I, I got to be honest with you. Like, I did turn pro at 23, but I didn't have, I didn't have, uh, amateur pedigree. I had 30 amateur fights and, you know, I didn't take all that damage early on, so I still feel good. Y'all may not think so, but I still feel good. <laughs> but, uh, but, I, but, I, but I'm still attacked, so it just depends, man. You know, it's a, it's a it's a funny sport because you just never know. Like, they, they say, oh, Brian, you might be slurring. I said, motherfucker, I slurred when I was 18 years old before I boxed it. <laughs> so you, just never, you, you never know, man. So we'll you see. Get, we'll you, see what happens. You take this guy out, uh, Kendrick yeah. Bald, and then on the seventeenth, then you get that fight with Chavez, man. Just beating that, beating his ass, and name recognition should leap you to something big. So I'm hoping yeah. the best for you, man. I thank you guys, bro. I, really, I mean, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Much respect. 
Uh, y'all seem like uh, uh, down to earth, humble ass people, and I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, well, you have your, yeah. you have your, you have your home here at Warriors Edge Boxing. Whenever you come down, I'm a, I'm, don't, go, don't go to the left, go to the right. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take you guys out when I go through there for sure. What, what is it again? Warriors Edge Boxing. We're, I mean, we're friends on Facebook, but I, I'll put the. But I'll let uh, you know as soon as I hit that way. I'm gonna let you guys know. I'm gonna pop in there. Yeah, come on in, Brian. It'll be yes, fun to have you, man. Hey, champ. I know it's late over there in Austin, but we're going to yes, play a game sir. called Rapid Fire. You ready? Yes, sir. Come on. All right. Here we go. So we're playing Rapid Fire, folks, with the champ, Brian Vetta, getting ready. He's going to start training camp already. He's going to yes, beat sir. some ass. He already started. He already started, but he's going to get <laughs> serious started. down and dirty with Kendrick Hall. So here is Rapid Fire being sponsored by Total Texas. Best thing about Austin, Texas. Brian, go. Yeah, it's a, it's a party town. If you like to party, Austin, Texas is where you want to be. <laughs> All right, so the party town. Hey, uh, so you're a Texas boy. Do you know where Dr. Pepper was invented? No, sir. <laughs> Dr. Pepper <laughs> is a Texas drink, and it was invented in Waco, 1885. In case you didn't yeah, know well, that. Well, right down the street. I like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> And it, and it was invented in 1885 in Waco, Texas. Just a little trivia. Yeah. Nice. Waco's about an hour away. Well, best boxing movie? The Rocky movies, bro. The Rocky movies. All I of them. Right. All of them. All of them. Your top Mexican fighter of all time. Who says the Chavez Sr., man? Fuck his son, but I love who says Chavez that's pretty good, man. Uh, <laughs> favorite food? Well, what was that? Chinese food. What? What food? Chinese. 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 I like Chinese. Yeah. What? What is? What do you think Texas is famous for? We wanted to. Hey, we've never been to Texas. What is it famous for? The barbecue. Barbecue, yeah, barbecue. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Hey, Brian, name me one thing that people don't know about you. They don't know about me, man. Uh, that I like to drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to be honest. I have to be like honest. To yeah. So I bet you it's hard when you're in training camp, right? Oh yeah, one hundred percent, man. But I shit, I drink whatever. But I, I like to have a good time, basically. But yeah, in training camp, when, when I would go with Ronnie Shields, it was easy because they'd lock my ass up. They'd be like, "You got to stay in this hotel and you ain't coming out, motherfucker." Yeah. Hey, so let me ask you. So you keep. We're gonna start rapid fire. So what about Ronnie Shields, man? He's a professional pro trainer. He, oh, bro. He, he trains the Chicago brothers. 100%. I was with him five years, so I got to know him like on a personal level, obviously, because I spent a lot of time with him. But he's a real man. But the thing about him is he doesn't get a, a real uh, tight relationship with his fighters. He has so many. So he kind of keeps – he did with me at a time. But he tries not to because they come and go. You know how fighters are, bro. They come and go, and you, you deal with so many good ones. He don't want to fucking be going crazy thinking about this fighter and that fighter and what's he going to do. smart. Yeah, he don't want to worry about like what happens to him. What happens? To him. He it's all business. He gets you there, he busts you, he gets you ready, like he's supposed to. What he gets paid for, and then when it's over, he lets you go go be how you gonna live your life. But he's like, man, I can't just fucking love everybody because he go crazy, bro. He got so many good people. He has a He ain't got the Charlo brothers, which one of them left him to go with the guy yeah. in Dallas. Exactly. But but I saw that coming a long time ago because I was with them before that. And there was just a lot of beef, man. When you got two twin brothers around the same level and they're just as good, there's always gonna be enviness and jealousy and all that bullshit. So but hey, I, I, go ahead, go ahead, bro. No, I was just saying I was right there in the mix and both the Charles brothers, I sparred with both of them because they were coming up. So I got to see a lot of inside shit that People don't see, but yeah, that's kind of what it was. A lot of enviness, jealousy, and stuff like that. But so, so you've been around the Charter, bro. Let me ask you this: This is so cool, man. Because we're getting insights, Herman. Oh, is that Rocky? Yeah, he's barking. What her, her kids is gone. They probably want you to go to bed already. I'm sorry, right. Brian. So let me ask you a question: Do you think the Charter brothers, any of them, Jamal, Jamal, or Jamal, have a chance with Canelo? Do you think they can beat Canelo Alvarez like they say they can beat him? 
I don't know, man. Osbard, uh, both of them overthrew them as a piece, honestly, because I was over five five years. So I got to spend uh, two or three hours for, with both kids. For and I just don't. I, I don't want to be like biased because I know them. I just don't think so, bro. Because I, they, I was able to break them down at times. And I know Canelo has that, so I just don't know if. It's been a while. It's been a while. Okay, it's been a while. I, I, I don't know how much they've evolved since then. So okay. That's, that's, All right. Well, I, and I didn't, want to, I didn't mean to put you on that spot. Herman, anything? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Herman? No, but I'm thinking the, the Charlo brothers are what, at 154? 154. Yeah, that would be the – them drop Canelo dropping all that weight. He makes won't a big drop. Difference. They're gonna have to well, go. Yeah, of course, not. He's not gonna drop. <laughs> well, Jamal Jamal Charlo went to his one fifty four, and then Jamal moved up to one sixty. Okay. Yeah, he he was WC champion at one sixty, and the so other I, brother got two belts at one fifty four. So I hope that the the brothers will fight Benavides or somebody like that. You know. Yeah, Benavides takes his up. I think Benavides is yeah, good. Benavides is badass, man. He's good. Well, yeah, I think he's yeah, too he's much. Good. He's too much. He's too much for them. At he's this point, Benavides, Benavides is guy that didn't make weight though, right? He's, yeah, he lost, yeah. He lost on the yeah, scale. That's just poor. Uh, that's not being a professional, man. That's the way nah. I look at it. It's ugly. It's ugly. You got, well, you got Benavides, Benavides is going to fight next week, I believe, Saturday, March the 13th on Showtime yeah. Boxing for the WBC Super Middleweight Title Eliminator, and he's fighting Ellis. Uh, unknown fighter, but tough fighter. Let's see how Benavides We'll see. Ron, Ron, Ronald Ellis. He got knocked out. Ronald Ellis. That's right. That he, got, he got to knock his ass out. You think Benavides is going to beat him? He got to knock him out. Oh, okay. 100%. Yeah, I think All right. so. Think so, so yeah. let me ask you something. What is one of the most important things a fighter must have in training camp? What's the most important things they should have? Yeah, you should have in training camp. Oh, just uh, oh, man, I've seen a lot of things. But, One, but discipline. Discipline. You agree, Herman? Discipline. When you were in training camp, he said it. You, you know, a lot of kids nowadays they they're more worried about what trunks they're going to buy, what shoes nah. they're going to buy, and it all comes down to just bring your balls. That's all. You, that's that's what you need, man. That's what but you need. You, but if you go through training camp, you gotta have discipline to not say you gotta know how to say no to some shit, bro. Because some people it's tough. Them, you gotta you gotta have discipline. Discipline is everything. Yes, sir. Well, the last rapid question fire for is Alex Arguello versus Roberto Duran. Who wins? Roberto Duran. I can't go against Roberto Duran. Uh, <laughs> I know him personally. I got drunk with both the That is fucking awesome, man. We should have yeah. asked you a question. Which pro fighters others have you gotten drunk with? Roberto Duran. Uh, Not that many people can say that. De La Hoya, oh, Roberto Duran, like Cup, man. Uh, the list goes on. <laughs> I got That's lie, cool, buddy. man. Hey, Brian. Hey, Herman, you got anything else for Brian before we. Oh, did you ever get drunk off? with Johnny Tapia? Johnny Tapia. I seen him in San Antonio. No, I'm sorry. I was in Ronnie Shields, my first pro pro fight in Houston. Right before he passed away, man, he was all I think uh, maybe coked out. I don't know, but it, <laughs> but, it, but it, we saw him in the elevator, bro. And he was like shaking and, and like twitching. And Ronnie goes, "Man, he does a lot of shit." I didn't know him. I didn't know him personally at that time, but now I know what he was on. <laughs> no, and you know what? I I knew Johnny personally because I trained him, and yes, sir. he was just natural like that. Sometimes you look at him like, you know what's what, wrong with this guy? He just shakes and blah, blah. he can't even understand what the hell he was saying. Well, maybe, maybe you're right though. Maybe it wasn't because uh, I honestly didn't know. But I, we're in that, <laughs> we got we got yeah. caught up in the elevator with him, and I was like, so high energy, bro. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that he is. He was he, well, he was used that to way. Drink, Herman he used uh, to drink Dr. Pip, no, or Dr. Pepper. You drank a case of Dr. Pepper a day. Yeah, I almost said, I almost said, give me some of that shit. Hey, what I, shit. I don't know what was in that Dr. Pepper, but nah, it worked. Nah, it nah, worked nah. for him. But he, but he seemed like a good guy, bro. Oh, no, like he was a good guy. Yeah, he was humble, a good guy. Real, yeah. Very humble. He seemed like a real loving man, too. Yep. Like real, yeah. Had a lot of Johnny, love for his family. I got to hand it to him. The pride of Albuquerque, New Mexico. 100%. Um, Abnub Hector says that Canelo beats Charlo Twins right now. Maybe down the line they can beat Canelo, but Canelo right now is in his prime. 
Only yeah. way to beat him is with great boxing, the sweet science. And he also agrees that discipline is key. Hey, Brian, let me tell you something, my friend. Jamal Charlo would give uh, Canelo a lot of trouble. Jamal, he's too much of a big puncher trying to stay there. But Jamal Charlo would give Canelo the best fight, I think. Jamal. Well, hopefully we ever hopefully the boxing guys will grant us that man and we'll see some better yeah. fights after Billy Joe Saunders. Even though Billy Saunders is a crafty fighter, yeah. uh it's gonna be a better fight than this last pass uh show. Yes, sir. Ryan, it's been a man, it's been a honor to have you on our show. I know it's already late over there in Austin, but thank you for staying up with us, man. Uh again, I'm gonna tell you, Brian, anytime you're in El Paso, Texas, please stop by the Warriors Edge Boxing Gym. This is your casa, my friend. I will 100%. Thank you guys for having me, man. Hey, Brian. Nice having you, man. It was a pleasure talking to you guys, man. All right, Brian. Hey, man. We'll send you off. Have a good night. Hey, man. Uh, say hi to your wife for us and the, and the yes, dogs, sir. Rocky, Coco. And who was the other one? Uh, Rocky, <laughs> Rocky, Coco. <me. laughs> All right, man. Post is up, man. I'd like to see that. That's awesome, man. All right, Brian. Uh, have a good night. Uh, stay hey, tuned for Brian Vetter versus Kendrick Vaught, April the 17th for the vacant Silver Super Middleweight. We'll see you Thank later, you Brian. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, man. Hey, Herman, what did, what did you think, man? Class that guy, right? We're still on yeah. live, Herman. He's good, man. It was funny. Crazy yeah, man. Stuff. I mean, great about, stuff. Uh, about the job right? junior. <laughs> you know, I like his dad, but he, he, this guy, right? That, that was pretty good. Classic Brian Vetter, man. And, He's a I mean, good guy. I like him. For, yeah, he's a good guy. He's gonna send you the. He's gonna send you the link to that fight, man. Yeah. So we're. So I'm gonna post it, guys. If you guys are listening, we'll post it up on our the boxing reporter, um, and on the web box, we'll post it out there so you can we guys can support Brian Vera. Uh, it was interesting too, folks. That you know, what more better intel do we get when we tell them, hey, about the Charlo brothers that they really could be Canelo? This guy has sparred both of them. Somebody has sparred with them. Fighter. That's yeah. pretty good, man. Yep, he's fought those guys, and he's fought some pretty damn good fighters. So he knows boxing. Yeah, that's I mean, what he's just, talking about. You think? Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Herman, tell, what's what's that picture behind you, man? Tell the folks what's. what's oh, that this guy. guy. This guy. Hold on. This guy behind me with a with a with a hat. That's uh, yeah. Al Capone. Al Capone. Al Capone. Uh, Don't. Well, you can Justin, mess with him now. He's gone. Justin Martinez just posted badass. Keep the podcast coming. Hello to Herman, Tree, and Brian. Hey, Justin, what's up, buddy? Yeah, Justin is like the national champion. Two he's like ranked two in the nation in the competition shooting. He's a badass. Wow. You're gonna get to meet him pretty soon. Good. Um, good. So I'd like to walk. I mean, thank everybody for coming on the show, folks. It's been a great honor to have you guys. Every week we, we try to get better. Guess who we have in two weeks, March the 18th? We'll have professional trainer none none other than joel diaz how cool is that going to be herman that's going to be damn cool man got to get some tips from that guy yeah he's he's he's, he's a ref i mean ref he's he, he was just the guy in, in uh what's his name's corner yeah um what's the name i can't remember i've yildrum he was yeah, the, that he guy was whatever his name was spongebob and, and you know what it's important I'm, i want to ask him i mean who, what happened in that in the third round it, it, during the to start of the fourth round? Did he stop it? Did Yildirim didn't want to fight? Who waved it off? And you know what? If if Hueldia stopped it, who better but him? He knows. He at the end of the day, fuck the show, fuck what everybody thinks. He's gonna want to save his fighter regardless of who he is. Am I right, Herman? Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that, they you wish somebody would have stopped the fight uh, the week before when Bertel fought. You wish they would have stopped it in, in so, that so. ninth round and said, "That's it. You're not going you know back that it, after." Well, they even talked about they criticized the coach. How come they didn't stop Bruce? Said, I mean, but yeah. you also so that that was also controversial, right? In the stoppage, I think it was controversial. I mean, from a trainer standpoint, you got to look at it and say, "Why do you let this guy go back out?" It was sort of like a Duku Kim situation. He wasn't going to win. He was already getting his ass kicked in. Stop it. Save him for other fights. But now after that beating, I don't know if he'll ever come back at the same level anymore because that was a beating, man. He took an ass whooping. Yeah, man. He he took an ass whooping, man. That was horrible, man. But yeah, and I mean. I, and with all due respect, it was an ass whooping, but he he's he's a macho. He stood in there with, with some big balls and, and, and fought till he couldn't fight anymore. But, hey, there comes a time when you say, that's it, man. Let it go. 
we'll have more fights ahead of our. Yeah, that was a massive knock. So yeah, I mean, so at the end of the day, the coach is also going to make sure that at the end of the day, their fighters are safe. Am I right? Yep, absolutely. Um, Fox is planning an April twenty-four pay-per-view between pay-per-view between former heavyweight champion, the return of Andy Reese, and former tight former title challenger Chris the Nightmare Ariola. Two big oh, heavyweight. Uh, you know, people are criticizing this fight uh, about, ah, oh, fuck that I'm not going to watch. Eh, I think it's going to be very entertaining. I I don't I, mind watching the fight. You know what? I'm going to watch that because there's going to be some real chingazos. It ain't none of this dancing and 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 moving around and dancing. And it's gonna. It ain't going to be boxing. It's going to be chingazos 100%. That's going to be sure, fun to watch. Yeah, and I don't know what, what are they. They're not fighting for a title or is Budweiser oh, involved no. in this. No, there's, there's no title. There's just, again, no. big heavyweight champ. I guess Andrew Reese is trying to come back and a good the guy Cholo, to pick was him. The Cholo heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, it's being sponsored by Chuko915. And, and Dickies. And, <laughs> the guys that make the pants. Family Dollar. Yeah, Family Dollar and Bandanas. A toda madre. Let's a get toda, it on. A madre Productions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's going to oh, be interesting. Man. But, That's you know, pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, really, man? Nah, nah, it's not even worth it. Of course not. That's what anything. Uh, one card that's worth it is tomorrow night. Guess what? We have a pay-per-view tomorrow. It's going to be Clarissa Shields versus Marie-Eve DeCarre for the WBA, WBC, IBF, WBO female 154-pound title. That's going to be good to see uh, Clarissa Shields coming back and defending those titles. She is the women's champ. That's going to be on pay-per-view. And, folks, if you have that Fight app, you can see it on Fight. Now, the good thing about Fight TV, and when you see that fight, is that it's not that expensive. Austin Trott just fought there, and it was like $15. It was pretty cool, man. I just, It's not these $90, you know, I don't know how much this fight's going to be, but that'll be a fight tomorrow. This week's fights will be this one. That's a big one um, coming up. Clarissa Shields in that as well for the fight. So look out for that. Uh, also, some upcoming amateur shows, guys. One of the most notable ones will be March 17th. Uh, that's going to be the Houston Junior Golden Gloves, starting Wednesday through Sunday. The host is West End Boxing. More information, 281-507-1155. So as we are um, signing off already, folks, things are going to be opening up in Texas. We have the big Texas bag as our background. Uh, hopefully, we get fights going, Herman. We're registered. We're ready to go. Hopefully, yeah, rock and roll, man. gets us some fights for our kids. We have 13 kids on our table here at Warriors Edge Boxing. So we want to we want to get our kids busy. I know uh, Odessa, all of them have been very busy already getting fights, but hopefully locally here uh, we get to get our kids uh, some fights and ready to go. So we're excited. Hopefully the state, the state opens it up, and we're ready, right, Herman? Oh, ready. We've been ready for months, man. Good, yeah. to, see, uh, good to see these kids continue to train. And it's good to, like they said, key is the discipline to, to this stuff. Some kids could have walked out of here and said, I don't want to do this anymore. And we do have those that walk out of here. But the ones that are dedicated and want to fight, they're still here. And those are yeah, the ones we work exa with. Exactly. We got another message here. We got uh, saying, going to be a great fight. This is Avenue Hector, going to be a great fight. Andrew is going to be champion again one day. I think um, him, him being with Team Canelo is going to bring out the best of them. He, Reynosa is the trainer. And if you've seen lately, Andy Reese, he has shaved down some pounds. He does look way fucking better than when he fought Anthony Joshua. I guess that's his next thing. Maybe get to that level at those big levels and the zone and, and maybe get another chance at him. I don't think he'll get it. Uh, maybe get it. Yeah, maybe there's other opportunities. Um, I mean, the second fight was horrible for him. I guess the money gets to him, whatever. But um, Hector thinks that uh, Canelo is bringing out the best of him. Uh, and, and, when you, and when you're surrounded with that stable of fighters, Canelo, Ryan Garcia, um, things get probably rub off on him, right, Herman? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. He learned a big lesson from uh, taking everything for granted. And uh, we're going to see how, how well he disciplined himself and how, what difference a team that stays on his ass does for him. Because yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the keys to If you have a trainer that lets you do whatever the hell you want, you ain't going nowhere, man. You yeah, exactly. It's the whole purpose. And, and you know what? Interesting that Brian Vetta even mentioned. He said, uh, "Training is training. The trainer's everything, man. Yep. You know what I mean? It keeps the, the, the fighter guided. It keeps the fighter motivated and on the right path. It is everything. When you were training Johnny Tapia Herman, uh, how hard was that even to handle him? 
because he was, it, was off the it, grid, man. It, it wasn't it wasn't hard to handle him because he was very disciplined. He we got in there every day and did twelve rounds on the mitt, so he knew what he was doing. He didn't. You don't have to coach uh, coach those guys. They already know what they're gonna do. It's it's all a matter of just helping them train, assisting them with things, working on things, combinations, putting combinations together. But when a fighter is at that level, you don't have to tell him, hey, did you run this morning? Did you do this? No fighters. You should never have to ask a fighter if he ran. That's just part of the part of the process of boxing. If you want to be a fighter, you're going to run. Simple and, as that. You don't have to announce it all the time. And Johnny Tapia was 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 good Johnny, for that, right? Johnny Tapia did his work. You didn't have to ask him anything. You could. You knew the difference if he was running or not when you got in that ring and did 12 rounds on the mitts. Nobody and, can. I mean, 12 but, rounds is a lot. And I know I saw the doc on him. I mean, he lived a pretty rough life, and he would he would be more he would be non-disciplined out of the ring. But when he is, for example, he would be non-disciplined out of the ring. Correct me if I'm wrong, Herman, because of course you knew him. Uh, he would be non-disciplined out of the ring, like live a fast life, probably fucking get drunk, get party, and then the next day he'll fucking show up to the to the boxing gym and give you 100 percent. Correct? Exactly. He would give you 100 percent. But then he would. Once he got into that zone where he was going to train, he knew the camp. That was like a job to him. It wasn't about messing around. So he stuck to his plan, and that's what made him a, such a great fighter. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and uh, we lost him, right? Vida Loca, Johnny yeah. Taco, forever be in our hearts, man. In the boxing, I, I, I just keep seeing stuff. I mean, seeing YouTube fights on him. He was just an exciting fighter, and he brought people together. Uh, in front of the TV to watch. Uh, we've got a comment from David Munoz. Great coaches. More kids need to be involved in the sport. Also, the gym feels like home coach. Great fucking gym. Photo Warriors Edge. Thanks, there David, for that, man. David is one of our That's fighters it. here. David fought pro here in El Paso, right? Yeah, I remember watching David fight. I got a lot of pictures of him and stuff. Great and fighter, he, man. I don't know why he stopped. Great he's fighter, still, yeah. He's still, young. he's still young. He comes in here and, and works hard, man. Yeah. So, David, thanks for that. For that, uh, that gym. Yeah, Warriors Edge, folks, is in thirty-four sixty-five Lee Boulevard, Suite two three three in El Chuco, El Paso, Texas seven nine three six. Great for training camps, folks. Uh, if you don't know about Warriors Edge, we just do fucking boxing. We don't do Zumba boxing. We don't do sweating to the oldies. We don't do nothing like that. Ninety percent of the people here, guys, the ages from seven to twenty-four or even older, they want to compete. Uh, compete within their shop, but it's just boxing. We don't have classes or nothing. We, we have older people. I mean, we have Rick. What is he, about 75? <laughs> oh, sorry, Rick. Shit. 45. Sure. <laughs> 75. Fuck, man. That's crazy, man. Hey, Herman, uh, do you want to show us the blue demo mask or no? No. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Where did I uh -oh, Folks, uh, we're going to sign off with this, but Herman's going to go ahead and just uh, – so, I mean, this is Herman, folks. Uh, let me introduce you to the uh, blue demons in the house. How are you, sir? Hola, aquí está Blue Pito. Listo. Listo para la cuenta. Vamos can a pelear con la máscara. Vengase. Can you, can you give the folks the message about wearing the mask in Texas? Go ahead, Herman. Can I what? Can you tell us wear the mask, please? Yes, por favor, póngase, I'll say it in Spanish. Por favor, póngase la máscara, no sea llorón, póngase la máscara. In English, to my amigos out there, this is Blue Pito. Please put on the mask. You need the mask. The mask makes all the difference. If you go to Walmart and they say, you don't need a mask, please put the mask on, man. It ain't going to kill you. If you've been wearing it for a year, it sure as hell ain't going to kill you anymore, man. We've got a couple right. more masks. Just wear it. Great, man. Uh, <laughs> fuck it, Herbie. Great introduction there. Abner Hector said, Warriors Edge, a great gym with great people. See you at the gym soon, Tree. Nothing but hard workers. I appreciate that comment, Hector. Uh, thanks for all the comments, folks. Uh, like I said, we're going to come back with more. Um, here's another comment. Joel Rodriguez, I started working out in Warriors Edge, and honestly, it's been a great two weeks and is badass. Thank you, Joel, for that Ooh. comment, folks. Good guys out there, man. Folks, it's gonna get better. The pocket's gonna get better. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Joel Diaz, March the 18th, former professional, not former professional trainer right now, and he's been sought by many fighters like Timothy Bradley, uh, and now Yildirim. He's fought the great likes uh, again, uh, opponents like Canelo Alvarez, and also we're gonna have Matthew Aguilar. Correct, uh, uh, Blue Demon. Yeah, we got Matt. Oh, don't say Blue Demon. He'll sue me, man. 
Okay, uh, blue, yeah. Blue demonio. Blue demonio. Blue pito. Blue pito. Anyways, uh, I got, <laughs> I got, uh, I just got, Matt just sent me all his information. I sent it to you. I hope you got it. Yeah, we're going to have Matt. He's our columnist for the El Paso. He knows time, boxing. He knows his he boxing. Knows boxing. He's, he's in Chicago, right? Yeah, he's in Chicago. So it's going to be fun to talk to him. So, folks, we got big, big, big guests on the show, man. I, I, I love it, man. People like Brian Vera, so humble. Joel Diaz as well. Uh, we got Matthew Aguilar coming. Uh, we, all, we, got some, we also got maybe Kelly Pavlik on the, on the table. We yeah. got some more fighters coming up that we're going to be talking boxing. So, folks, this has been our show, man. It's been great with Herman, Lupito, Brian Vera, and myself. Signing off from Warriors Edge Boxing Gym in El Paso, Texas. And, folks, like I've always signed off and said, anything you do in life, put God first. This has been our podcast, folks. Have a great night. Oh, listo. Ah.